This morning, I, it's a privilege of mine to welcome Reverend Donald Bull to speak with us this morning. Reverend? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm here. I thank you so much for this privilege. <clears throat> awesome privilege. Never take it for granted when God is able to use you to, to, to plant his seed, his word, into the hearts of men trust you enough to give it a seed to plant it and therefore i am privileged very much so to come before you those that mix lr and and zoom i thank you for coming i thank you for listening and i'm praying that the word that will go forth this morning from the holy spirit not from me from the holy spirit will convict hearts and that those hearts will be able to bear fruit unto righteousness amen um before i start i want to read the scripture look upon me from psalms 1 119 verse 132 to 136 look upon me and be merciful to me mm -hmm. as your custom is towards those who love your name direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statues. The rivers of water run down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. Father, I thank you for using me to bring your word to your sheep. Lord, I pray that the word will be green grass and clean water. So as the sheep mm -hmm. eat and digest your word, they will bear fruit unto righteousness. Mm -hmm. Take over, Lord. Take over and let your will be done mm -hmm. in each and every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This morning, I, the word the Lord placed on my heart to bring to you this morning is the world need healers. The world need healers. And this, the text I chose is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. To verse 24 and I'm going to read and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kind of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed, epilepsy and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitude followed him from Galilee and from the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, 
and beyond the Jordan. This was Jesus' ministry. This was his ministry. Do you realize that this ministry is also our ministry? Mm -hmm. This ministry that I just read to you, Jesus' ministry, belongs to you and I. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will help you to grasp it in a real way. It will break in your spirit and you will see your purpose and your destiny. We are healers. The world will follow us when we heal them. The world will follow us when we heal them. The scripture says, great multitude followed him because he healed them. He had something to give them. He demonstrated the power of God in him to them. We live in a world that need healing desperately. Desperately need healing. Don't you think there's still the demon possessed and the paralytic? They still exist. They walk our streets. They're in your home. The ministry continues. The ministry of Jesus Christ continues through his children. Let's look at the prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, he prayed to the Father before he was taken to, the, to be crucified. This is the prayer he prayed. He says, as you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Just as you have sent me with this mission, I have sent them into the world. The mission continues in us, his children who are called by his name. We could not make it any clearer in John 17, 17 to 18. Very clear. He says, I send them just the way you send me to heal their world. And then he says, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That's an anchor you can depend on. That's an anchor you can hold on. He will be with us as we try to heal the world. He's right there beside us. We are equipped to do the work. In the same way God equipped Jesus Christ to do the work, he has equipped us. Jesus has equipped us to do his work. What are we redeemed for? What are we redeemed for? In Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, it says this. I, Jesus, has sent my angel to testify to you these things in the church. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star. We are redeemed as a star. We are stars in our world. He has redeemed us as star. We are not orphan. We are not liability. We are asset to the world. And it's about time we grasp that. We have to get it in our spirit. That's who we are. We're an asset to the world. 
at the age of 12 year old. At the age of 12, Jesus was 12 year old when he entered the temple and the synagogue. And it says the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees were amazed at his wisdom and his understanding. They were amazed because he was, he was a star. And guess what he says about us? He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. We are light. The world need us. They need our direction. We have to show them the way. It's not about just coming to church and sitting down and be comfortable and listen to the sermon and have a good time with your friends and leave. It's not about that. It's about going out into the world and touch those who need to be touched. I went to work yesterday and I was at the office and the gentleman from next door is a doorman. And I saw him, he came over and he said, Donald, can I speak with you? I said, sure. He says, I, I need your help. I said, I'm what, immediately I'm wondering, what does he need my help? He said to me, I am not feeling well. I, last night I could not sleep and I drank the entire bottle of um, um, whatever the, the medication was. He drank the entire bottle, that's what he said to me. And he can't see very well right now. His vision is blur. He can't see. And he has to use the computer. He's not feeling well. And he came to me. I said, why me? I asked him that. I said, why me? He says, the voice told me to come to you. I called him and I said, sit in that chair. And I put my hands over his eyes. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed. And after I finished praying, the Holy Spirit said to me, tell him to go and buy two bottles of water, big bottle, and drink it throughout the day and flush his system. And I said to him, the doctor will be in shortly. When he comes in, I will ask him if you could come and see him. He says, thank you very much. And he left. Immediately, the doctor walked in and I spoke to the doctor and he said, Donald, send him around. Let him come and see me. And he went and he saw the doctor and the doctor said to him, exactly what the Holy Spirit said. The doctor said to him, he tested blood pressure and he says, your blood pressure is a little um, high, but nothing to be alarmed about. But go and buy the water and drink the water throughout the day and flush your system. The doctor said to him, and he left feeling much better. We are healers. The world need us. We are asset. We are not liability. But we have to believe it and step out in faith. Stop thinking about what people are going to say, what people are going to think. Forget about people. Just do what Jesus has asked us to do. He says, heal your world. I have equipped you to do so. Go forth and heal. He started it and he showed us how to do it. He showed us how to do it. When he sent out the 72 disciples and he said to them, go before me, go ahead of me, go. When you enter the home, there's a sick there, 
pray for them. He says, go and heal the blind, the, the demon possessed, the, the leopard, go. And the scripture says they went. The scripture says they went. And they did exactly as he instructed them. And it worked. It worked. They were excited. And they came back to him and said, Master, even the very devil bowed down to us. The demons bowed down to us. What was he doing? He was teaching them the ministry. He was teaching them what is required of them. He's teaching you this morning what is required of you. He's telling you that you must be aware of your world. Be aware of the people around you. Be aware of who, be aware of what, who you are. That you have the power and the authority to lay your hand on the sick and you will see them well. All you need to do is believe that it can happen and it will happen. Great crowd followed him as he healed them. He touched their sick body and they were healed. Jesus demonstrated the power of his father. He, he says, I do not do anything unless I see my father do it. He says, I don't do anything because God was working in him to accomplish what he accomplished. And he's working in us to accomplish what we must accomplish. We are the only religion that claims that our Savior lives within us. Buddha, Muslim, they don't claim that. They can't claim that. Only Christianity. We are his home. He lives here. He lives within us. And when we totally come to realize that, we can access the power that is in us. But we must believe. We must believe. You cannot tell. I remember one professor said, Dr. Rima said, the church that does not demonstrate the power of God is going to be irrelevant. How can you preach a powerful God and teach a powerful God and you can't demonstrate it? People can't come to you for help. I went to the post office a few days ago and the lady said to me, one of the lady at work at the post office, we're talking about the church. She said, oh, I don't go to the church anymore. The church can't help me. She said, the church can't help me. I have, I have need and they can't help me. It's not supposed to be like that. It can't be like that. We are powerful people. We are not ordinary people. We have the power residing in us. I guarantee you it's there. This is our mission, to heal the sick, cast out demons, heal the paralytic. They are still among us. They are still among us. In Romans chapter 10, verse 10, it says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Our mission of healing, our calling, our commitment, our focus is to take your pen and write this down because it's so very important. Please write it down. 
is to serve God by serving people. Serve God by serving people. To see God by seeing people. To recognize God by respecting people. To learn of God by observing people. We cannot ignore people. God is in them. We cannot ignore people. God is in them. <laughs> to discover God by discovering the value of people. To discover God by discovering the value of people. Each person you meet is valuable. And this is why the master says, what does it profit a man if he lose, if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? What does it profit that man? What? Each person you meet out there, they are valuable because they have a soul. And the moment they die, that soul is taken from them, that body. Where they go depend on who they serve here. I don't know if I told you when I went to the hospital, so I recognize it so very well, to visit my wife's uncle in the hospital who was dying from cancer. And when I was by his bedside and he was about to cross over and he looked at the door and he says, those two men out there call him in. They want to come in, call them in. And I said, Uncle Donald, they are not ready yet. Because the angels come to take the soul. The soul is valuable. No wealth in the entire world can purchase it. And that is why Satan wants it. It is valuable. We are healers. We are healers. The whole world needs us. We are valuable to them. We are an asset. We are not a liability. Jesus said, the least you do for one of these, you have done it unto me. The least our mission is to glorify God by esteeming people. Glorify God by esteeming people. You cannot say you love God and hate people. It makes no sense. To honor God by honoring people. And the summation of all of this is found in Matthew 12, chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. When he said, when he comes back, he's going to judge us accordingly. You see me hungry, you did not feed me. You see me in prison, you did not come to visit me. You see me clothless, you did not close me. It's all about people. How you treat people will determine how much you love God. You know, 
We have what the world is hungry for. They're hungry. The world, I see it every day as I take the train. They're hungry. I see recently, I said to someone months ago, I said, there, there, there has to be a solution to the problem in Jamaica with the crime, especially domestic violence. They are killing our women. Every other day, a woman is kidnapped and she's murdered. And I said to the person, this should not be because we have more churches per square miles than anywhere else in the world. If you go into the country, every block you go, there's a church, Baptist, Pentecostal, you name it. But yet the violence in the community is rampant. Why? Why is that so? Because the church is not doing the work they have called to, be, to do. They are not doing it. They are comfortable in the bench, sitting and listening to the pastor and leaving. They are not reaching out to the community. And I said, this is what needs to be done. And a few months after the commissioner of police came out and was pleading to the church for help. And at this time, I want ever to play a, a, a tape that I thought was very appropriate. Listen to this. This is the Prime Minister of Jamaica. Mute for us to hear. Read the entire chapter, you'll get the context. But I'll just read verse 19 for you. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. comes from our heart. Comes from within us as a people. What we think. We can't escape that personal responsibility. What is happening to our people and their hearts that a family can't find it within themselves to settle their disputes without dismembering a member of their family? That a man pull a prank on your bike and you take up your gun and six people dead as a result of that? What is in your heart, man? So our plan to secure Jamaica is comprehensive. It deals with the hardware. It deals with the software. And now we are moving to deal with the hardware. And the hardware is not about the budget that we spend. 
Yes, we can make policies, but we need partners. And why I've decided to use this platform is that the best partner in all of this is, yes, you have said it, Jesus Christ and his institutions on earth, the church. We have a massive army of heart surgeons right here in the church. You have the medicine, which is the Bible and the gospel. I need you to reach beyond the walls of your church and the numbers of your congregation to those men, especially those young boys. Do you see exactly what I'm saying? That the prime minister is pleading, is begging the church to intervene. Because no matter how many guns and soldiers and police he put out there, the crime will not stop. Because the hearts of men is desperately wicked. Only Christ can change it. So he's pleading for the church members to get in the community and find out what is happening in the homes in the community and touch the hearts of the people by loving them and showing compassion and kindness. That is how we heal them. Plant the seed and it will grow. I love my country. I don't want my country to be destroyed by thugs and demonic forces. But that's what's happening right now. Because the church is in a coma, a deep sleep. And until they wake up, Jamaica will continue to go down into the pit that she is going into. Because the church is too comfortable. They are too comfortable. They are not doing what God has called them to do. And he's going to have to do something to wake them up. We are healers, people. God has placed this in us. He has equipped us with all the equipment. And he says, go and make disciples. And he says, these signs will follow those who what? Believe. In my name, they will pray for the sick and see them well. They will drive out demonic forces. They will heal the paralytic. But you must believe. That is what it comes down to. When you leave your house in the morning, be aware of who you are, of what you are, who you are. And the world of darkness around you and know that you are light, you are salt of the world. They need you. What we have is marketable. What we have is marketable. They need it. They'll run to you when they need help. Yes. Because when he comes back, he's going to judge us accordingly. You saw me hungry, you did not feed me. That's how he's going to judge each and every one of us. 
Just know that you're valuable. You're an asset. You're an asset. You're not a liability to this world. They need us. They need us more than the oxygen that they breathe. If you go on the train, I remember once I saw this young man on the train and he held his chest and he says he has in chest pain and he fell to the floor and everybody moved away, step away from him. And I went over and I touched him and I prayed and I says, go and seek medical help. And after he left, the spirit said to me, you should have gone with him. You should have come off the train and go with him. I said, Father, forgive me. Don't care what people think or how they feel or how they see you. Just do what Christ asks you to do. Pray for the sick. Let me just conclude by saying this. Let us do the work he has called us to do. And that is to heal our world. Heal the people around you that need healing. Show compassion and love to each person that comes up, that you come across. That is what he has called us to do, to represent him. We have to represent him. So as you leave this platform this morning, and tomorrow is, is a new week starts really, remember that as you step out there, you have what it takes to be a healer. You have what it takes. He lives within you. Your savior lives within you. And with that, I conclude my message. There's nothing else Holy Spirit needs to say this morning. He has said it all in just a few words. He has told you everything that he wants you to do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that your word has gone forth like a sharp knife. That will prick the hearts of your people and that they will see what is required of them. What you require of them, Father God, to touch the people of this world and let them see your power being demonstrated so that they will go and they will say, come see a man that has touched me and healed me. And great crowd will follow to hear about you. Father, forgive us where we have failed because we have failed you in many ways by not doing what you have asked us to do. Forgive us. Give us a second chance to correct what we have done. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory, the magnificent that belongs only to you. We give it to you, Father. We take no praise and no glory. All glory and all honor and all praise belong to you. And we lay it at your feet. In Jesus' mighty and awesome name, amen and amen and amen.